Hello and welcome to the Virtual Business Podcast. I'm your host, Deacon Bradley, and I'm joined today by Angela Ponsford and Ralph Burns. And so we're going to be talking about the key tools that you need to run a remote business. So before you go crazy, trying to figure out like texting everybody at your company or trying to figure out how to communicate with everybody, uh, we've made a lot of mistakes over the years, but when it comes down to it, we've found this ourselves giving the same advice over and over to people that have been asking us a lot lately. What do I need to be able to run a remote business? What tools do I need to have in place? And uh, we're going to be sharing kind of the the four key tools that you need. And and, um, we'll be going into a lot more depth on these also. So Angela, Ralph, stoked to have you guys with us today. And um, Hey, Hey. yeah. And just to prove we're doing this right. So I'm in Austin, Texas today. It's a little <laughs> bit rainy, which is disappointing. Ralph, where are you at? Sagamore Beach, Massachusetts, Cape Cod. And then we got nice. Angela coming to us from Australia. And it's uh, the sun's just coming up right now. So a beautiful day here. <laughs> this is how we do it every day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just a normal day for tier 11. And uh, so I've been getting a lot of questions on Facebook, email. Everybody is suddenly kind of thrust into this world of, of whether you're starting a business to work online or whether you've got an existing business that suddenly can't go to an office anymore. It's, uh, it's very unnerving and uh, it's seemingly like a daunting task. And so let's, today we want to share like these are the, the must-have foundational tools that you need to put in place. All of these can be put in place within gosh, a day, probably the time it takes you to listen to this episode, you could have each of these up and running for your team and it makes a world of difference. So let's give an overview on these today and we'll go into best practices on these and and we'll get into some really good topics because I think we each truly believe that running a remote business without an office is the future. I don't think this is how we expected to get here though. (laughs) No. (laughs) And current events have led us to uh, talk about it probably a lot more, which is a good thing. So it's something that we certainly know how to do. And it's the only way we really know, at least for me, it's the only way I really know how to run and launch and start a business. So, you know, uh, we never, ever had an office here at Tier 11 and we've always been this way. So, uh, you know, happy to be able to share what we do, best practices and all the mistakes we made along the way, because we made hundreds of them. And so far, it's, yeah, it's working out pretty good so far, though. So I'm going to throw this out to you guys, Ralph and Angela. Uh, Let's say you're operating in a normal, traditional business environment, and then suddenly you're like, I'm an online business. What would you guys say, Ralph, like first go-to tool that you would put in place? Uh, after crapping my pants first, I would say, uh, (laughs) the first thing I would do is probably the only stock in the (laughs) stock market right now that's doing well, aside from anything relating to curing, uh, coronavirus is I would get zoom ASAP. I mean, I think that's the most important tool just because we're doing this right now, recording this show. We're actually looking at each other, you know, in Mm -hmm. three different time zones and, yeah, we have a meeting every Tuesday, a standing meeting for uh, most of our staff. And it quite honestly looks like, you know, an episode of the Brady Bunch times two or three. If you guys remember that, maybe I'm just dating myself. Um, but it's the only way. We, that's one of the rules that we have at Tier 11 is you have to have your camera on. Um, because that's the way in which you can read the nonverbals. And uh, that's how people, I think, 
you know, I've heard that in various percentages, but a very large percentage is the nonverbal part of how you communicate. Your words are actually a, a distant third or fourth, depending on which study you look at. So I would say that Zoom is the most important thing. And the funny thing is, is that I'm getting requests for meetings for, you know, family members on Zoom all of a sudden. So people have gotten yeah. wise to it. But uh, I would say that's the most important tool that we use for sure. And the first one that I would get. And there's a free account that you can do with it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, mm. So yeah, it's a great tool for us. Yeah, I th think for me, obviously Zoom. I mean, we we couldn't run we couldn't run the business without Zoom at all. Uh, I think for me, Slack, just because getting out the the communication from different channels because I I know the the tendency for people is like oh shall I, shall I SMS them shall I send them a message on Messenger shall I email them them and different people like different things and especially if you have a team getting that team to commit to one form of communication um is is going to be a game changer for you i mean like yeah all of these tools are just non-negotiables but yeah slack is a bit of a favorite for me yeah, for sure. And I think that you make a huge point there is consolidating your modality in which you communicate with your team. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, we text each other, but we're in the mm -hmm. leadership team for, we are the leadership team, minus, yeah. you know, our CFO and our VP of sales. But um, very rarely do I text you guys. It's always on a direct message through Slack in most cases, unless it's something that's really sort of changed. It's not on Facebook Messenger, it's not mm. email. I mean, yeah. that's the big not thing. Skype. Is, yeah, not Skype, like consolidated. Otherwise, you're going to go insane. And I remember yeah. the big thing when we were first starting this, and it was just prior to Deacon coming on board, maybe around the time that you started with Tier 11, Angela, was the big push to get off email. Mm -hmm. And now I think about that, like, why didn't we do that sooner? And yeah. I don't even know if Slack was even around then. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. And <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> probably wasn't. But that's been a huge game changer. I mean, it's like, how do you pick your favorite tool? I would say, I don't mm. know. It's like 1A, 1B, you know? Totally. Slack and Zoom, at least for me. So, yeah. I was helping my son's school and, and several other groups with this and it, with like, what do they need in place? And I always said like Zoom number one, uh, Slack, absolutely. And I kind of describe Slack as the glue that holds your remote team together. Cause mm. let's say you do have zoom and things are going well as, especially as you're transitioning to a new environment and whatnot, it's like, you have to have a, a mechanism to connect people to the meeting. And how many times, like even before we jumped on here, Ralph's in Slack going, Hey, do we have a link? Like, where are we going to meet? And it's like, yeah. without that, it's you're stuck refreshing email or like, like mm -hmm. Slack brings us together in so many ways and real-time chat that are so important. Yeah, totally. Yeah, because you don't have the luxury of, of we talk about this all the time inside Tier 11, you don't have the luxury of walking down the hallway and peeking over somebody's cubicle for just a short five-minute conversation. Yeah. All of what that conference really, room are we in? Yeah, what conference <laughs> room are we in? Really, what conference room are we in or is the URL for the Zoom meeting? Like, that's, that's us. Right. You know, and um, I believe it's free up to 40 minutes, right, Deacon? Like it's a it, it is. They have done. Yes. I've been really, really impressed with Zoom's response to this coronavirus because uh, I haven't checked the latest. But when I was working with my my son's school last week, they had made it free for 
K through 12 education, like no restrictions. Uh, I know they've made it free Amazing. in some specific countries when I was looking at the time. I can't remember what those were, but um, depending on what type of organization you have, you might be able to just get full access to this tool right now. Uh, if not, I think we pay ballpark. You can come in quickly. 10, 15 okay. a month a user. Cash yeah. um, money well spent. Like off the top of my head, I don't even know what we pay. <laughs> So, like it's that cheaper be, than rent. How's right, that? It's a lot cheaper than rent. I mean, if I knew what our rent check was every single week, if we had an office or if we built an office space like that, you're talking about in the hundreds of thousands, multiple millions, like Zoom is, I don't know, I think it's like 200 bucks a month, maybe. And we have a, almost a 40 person team, mm-hmm. um, you know, so it's just, it's the greatest tool. I mean, I, I, I know that, uh, you know, we tried other tools. The reason why we chose Zoom, and I think Deacon, you know, since you've come on as as VP of operations and really sort of tidied things up from an operational and a tool perspective, we were doing everything on go to webinar, I think, or go to meeting before that. Go to and meeting. We, yeah. yeah. Um, which I don't know if they've improved the service, but it always just felt so clunky to me. We and got Zoom was in. like boom. Yeah, we got an episode coming up on Zoom best practices, Slack best practices. We'll get into all of this stuff. And yeah, I can't wait to share my initial experience of coming to Tier 11 and joining <laughs> one of those go-to meetings. And it's just, it was, yeah, listen to the best practices episode. I'll, I'll say that. It makes a world of difference overall. Uh, the tool yeah. that I would bring up is actually Google Docs. Oh, yeah. And I want to say this one specifically because uh, the, the key attribute of this that I love is the live co-editing. Uh, I think some mm-hmm. services call it co-authoring. Um, but the ability for us to be in a document, one document, and just adding notes, changing things, kind of working on it together, adding comments is huge. And um, it's one of the things that, that we have to kind of train people as they join our team to like stop sending us word files because <laughs> like anyone who's worked in any sort of business, whether it's remote or co-located knows the pain of which version of this document am I looking at or where's the latest, whatever. And Google docs is just like, here's the document. That's it. That's the latest yeah. version. And so um, we use these for meeting notes and we're all in there live during the meeting, watching each other, take notes, adding in the notes come out so much better. Um, mm-hmm. that's, that's one of mine is, is, and I know there's a number of tools that allow co-editing Google docs is what we've used and, uh, we'll, I'm sure explore some more, uh, coming yeah, up. Totally. I think in the words of a Highlander, there can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Said so well with the Scottish thanks. accent, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> not be able to pull that one off. No, I mean, it's, it's tremendous. I mean, just as an example, we were on a Google doc on a sales call. So I, I still do sales calls with our VP of sales for agency. Uh, and part of our selling process is a strategic account plan where the media buying team, which Angela leads and then collaborates with our creative team, our creative director, uh, to create a document that actually shows what we will do for this customer when we start running their ads. And as my VP of sales was going through it, I was literally, he was on the top and I was on the bottom still editing like in real time 
customer never <laughs> knew. <laughs> and in fact, they're going to be a new customer this week, thanks to that awesome strategic account plan. Thank you, Angela. Um, but the point is, it's like, how could we operate without this? And he was doing it as a screen share on Zoom to sell this customer our service. Like everything we're talking about here, all in one. And we were also private messaging inside Slack. Slack. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> what can these tools not do? And I think, you know, I, mean, I said before, it's like 1A, 1B, but it's really, it's 1A, 1B, 1C maybe. Um, yep. So yeah, it's, it's absolutely vital. Mm-hmm. I'm adding to my list of things we need to talk about coming up how to run a remote meeting. Cause that was yes. interesting what you just brought up. It seems normal to us. Right. You know, you're talking, yeah. you're sharing a screen, you're co-editing a document and messaging each other in Slack. Sounds crazy. We'll break it down for you. Cause it's actually really effective. <laughs> and I think more effective than when we meet in person sometimes. Yeah. So that yeah. back channel is always fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's normal for us, I guess. That's why that's, right. that's why it's so fun talking about it on the <laughs> show here. Because it is normal, and, but for other people, like, what? So. And oh, while well, you're on camera as well. Right, right. Because they can't see the hands. So my 3B for a tool is similar to Google, Doc, Google Docs. They kind of go hand in hand, same product. Shared drive access. So we use Google Drive primarily for things. Um Box and Dropbox are other examples of a shared drive, but you heard Ralph mention this earlier when he was talking about communication modes, but the key is you need to have a very clear, where's the one place you go for this? And yeah. if you can get that, that's going to make everything so much better. And we'll get into some pros and cons of Drive, Box, Dropbox, things, some, some of the ways that we use them uh, for different teams and whatnot. But that's really the main thing there is, where do you, where's the one place you go to get the thing that you need? And, and that is, should be something that you can get from home in the office in the coffee shop someday when I get to go back to one of those. Yep. Totally. And I think as well, you just with all of these tools, the, the amazing thing about these tools that we've mentioned there, you can have them on desktop, you can have them on mobile and you can have them on, on tablets as well. They, they all work yeah. across all devices. It's great. It's great. Yeah. It's like when you when you were just mentioning it's one place to find everything. It's like I take it for granted that everything, every document that I have literally is on Google Drive right mm-hmm. now. Like there's no I don't have I mean, I have paper in my office, but not a whole lot. It's like mm-hmm. it, there's no way I can really lose it unless I put in a folder I can't find, but you can still find it. And obviously we'll get into like tips and best practices, but it's so true. It's like the way that we run things, people don't get it. Um, my wife is still like, wait a second. So all your stuff is on Google drive. Like, how is that? Um, mm-hmm. but it, it's true. It's just a very efficient way of running things. And like you said, like the mobile apps for all these, like the mobile app for zoom is amazing. Slack is amazing. Mm-hmm. Google docs, Google Drive, like it's all really, really good because, you know, we can take the business with us. I always joke yeah. with my kids and my wife. It's like I run my business through my phone. Like you guys are yeah. on Snapchat and Instagram and doing whatever the hell you're doing. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. But, I'm checking uh, my Google Docs. <laughs> that's right. I'm checking Google Docs here. So, yeah, tremendous I, tools. 
I think another thing, just a point, you know, we're talking about, you know, Google Docs, Google Drive. We all work off of Apple devices. Mm. So you, it don't, it's not just that if you're working in, in an Apple device, you have to use Apple's tools. We prefer Google's tools for the, the you know, the, the management of stuff, but we, all of us prefer Apple devices for it. So th- these work across all devices. They're not just specific to Google phones or something like that. I don't think there's anyone in on our team maybe some of the producers on the creative side might be but i don't think anyone has a pc i think we're all apple for all of our employees uh i think i've i think i know one person on pc we we do have a couple on the creative team they are just using adobe products and again the adobe products are they're the same cross-platform all of these tools that we've mentioned are the same across every platform which is why Mm. I mean, if we did have more people joining with Microsoft, with a Microsoft operating system, I don't think it would really change anything. It matter, yeah. As no, long no. as they just don't send us a Word file. <laughs> right. That's right. Just don't Cell send us file. a Word document. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but those can even be converted easily, too, inside Google Drive. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, it's an annoyance, but it's not like a total game changer. You can adapt to it. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. And the fourth major area that we have some a lot of experience in, in tools and different software to organize, you know, what's everybody working on? How are we going to work best as a team? Not just across remote geography where we're not face-to-face, but across time zones all over the world. Uh, and that's project management. We have used Trello extensively. We've used, uh, we're using Asana currently and what was it that we used to use? Podio. 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 The Wayback Machine. Uh, I still know some some good people getting a lot of mileage out of Podio. Shout out Mike Rhodes there. <laughs> yeah, the Podio master. <laughs> yeah. So there is a huge amount of information there, and we've done a lot of switching and figuring out what works best for us. We'll be sharing all of that stuff coming up in episodes as well. Um, always a really fun topic there. And then... Finally, we have a, a knowledge base that we use called Tetra. This actually links right onto Slack and makes it really easy. Uh, but we'll be talking about how we use that and like why you might put an SOP in Tetra or information in Tetra versus putting it in Google Docs. And again, it's all about knowing where to go to get information and, uh, and about having the right information at your fingertips when you need it. Yeah, and Asana is the, the latest and I think the greatest for us, but if you go back, you know, <laughs> it was Trello before that, Podio before that, before that, it was actually Reiki. It was, um, but we had like two or three others. This is predating you guys. Like we've gone through a lot of them. And I think, you know, just looking at the way that Asana is set up, it, it, it really is a, a very logical way to to stay on top of whatever project, like the difference between like why we use Asana versus Slack. People are like, well, why do you use both? Like, and Deacon, obviously, you know, you were the one that spearheaded this and Angela's team really helped with the Asana side. Like, why is that? Why can't you just do it all in Slack? Slack is great, but why do we have these other things? The number one thing I always tell people about Slack because it'll kind of gravitate this way if you don't have an Asana, if you don't have a Trello. Slack is a communication tool. It is not a project management tool. Now, you'll have lots of important project management conversations in Slack, but if you're relying on it for 
who needs to do what, it's quickly going it will, to break down and you'll be dropping it balls. Will fail. And, yes. Yeah. And it, <laughs> big time. <laughs> oh, can you just do this thing for me? And, you know, I think especially for some, you know, if you're, if you're leading a team, you know, I'm, I oversee all of the accounts. So, you know, there's like, say, you know, like 20 different customer channels. And if people are pinging me with questions in 20 different customer channels that, you know, need to be done over the next week, then, then that onus falls on me to have to sort out every single request. It's a, and we'll, we'll probably talk about things about, you know, moving monkeys off of people's backs in future episodes. Um, but yeah, use, but that's why you need that project management tool. So it's, you know, the person who needs me to do the task for them, they get that in Asana, they get it with a due date and then it, it, it's there and it's trackable. So yeah, we can def, we'll, we'll be talking more about how we, we integrate them and how we work across them. And yeah, once you, once you know how to do it, 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 it seems so intuitive, I think for all of us. So yeah, we need to, we'll get ourselves back in the beginner mindset and uh, remember what it was like when we first started doing it. And I just remembered the other project management softwares that we tried before those others. <laughs> we did, we started on Basecamp, which we really wow. didn't like. A lot of people love that one. And uh, Teamwork, which was another one. That's right. Oh, yeah. 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 And there's another one I think that's since gone out of business. So that was like seven easily to yeah. get to this point. So the episode that when we talk more about Asana best practices, project management best practices, I think you'll really want to pay attention to that because, uh, yeah. like I said, you know we've we've done this, we've proven this mm-hmm. out ten years now. You know, it was ten years two months ago that I got fired. So my wow. 10, 10 year freedom anniversary. Congratulations! Yeah, thank Yay. you. Uh, and then really started this like seven years. So this is seven plus years as a full service agency doing what we're doing. So definitely learn from what we've done, our mistakes, and what we're doing right now because. This mm-hmm. is, and we all believe it here, you know, on this show, this is the future of business. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And current events, I think, have pushed that along a little bit more. Yep. That's it for this session. These are the tools you must have in place if you want to have a, a really well-oiled machine at your remote business. And... Um, All these resources are going to be in the show notes. Check the notes on your device for a link and we'll link all these tools up there. Also, be sure and check out our upcoming episodes for deeper best practices on how to use each of these tools coming up. 